Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Hey folks, we recorded this podcast with Brian Mills and Will Maples in June, and they're going to talk about the budgets. We recorded it then, and we knew that we wanted to hold it for a while, so the information was a little bit more timely of when those budgets are actually completed, and then when they're going to be used by our growers. We had Will and Brian on just a few weeks ago and talked about the uncertainty with pricing and things like that. So the information that you're going to hear was recorded before, you know, all those uncertainties. You know, just keep that in mind. The, the main point would be the budgets. Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. We also have our ag economist duo back with us today, Brian Mills from here in Stoneville, and then Will Maples from Startville. So good to see you guys again. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Tom, would you like my phone and man this particular instrument for a while? It's, no. It's kind of incessant right now for some reason. <laughs> well, it's kind of that time of the year. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have our economists back. I, I think we were planning on talking about budgets and budget development because that's certainly an important topic. And it's nice to point out, and this is something we were talking about before we started recording, that it appears that the budgets that our economists develop at Mississippi State University for row crop uh, production systems are unique. And it doesn't appear that any other university produces a budget in any form or fashion that's similar to the one that we produce. I would agree with that. I think we have probably the most detailed budgets of any university we just a lot of universities sort of look at all right here's sort of an overview but we actually go out and collect prices whether that's herbicide insecticide fertilizer prices and we use that to make our budgets um and then we the amount of budgets we do so we do a lot of different budgets for corn rice soybeans cotton wheat sorghum Uh, am i missing any Rice, did you say rice? rice? Yeah. yeah. So we have budgets for all those, and we have different production systems. We do non-irrigated, irrigated as well. Um, so from that standpoint, I think we do do probably one of the most unique and detailed budgets of any university. I might have let them off the hook. I got to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> we should have opened with that. Before we get into the row crop budgets, if you two were to wrestle, I'd who, win. who should I bet on? I'd win. I got Ronnie any day. Well, well, Brian was a high school wrestler, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I wrestled in high school. Yeah, okay. so he's professional, so that wouldn't be a fair fight, probably. <laughs> but, Will, you're from North Alabama, so yeah, you probably learned to fight dirty. Tall and lanky. I could get him. No. Boxing match, <laughs> so Will's probably got you on a boxing he's got match. The, yeah. He's got that length. That's right. He probably could long arms. Know, keep you away from him for a long period of time. See, if I'd have known Brian was – a semi-pro, I would have asked a better question. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of blew up on you. So what was your weight class? Senior year is 130. And then, so freshman is like 112, and then up to 125, and then 130 senior year. 112 right. is a string bean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was only 14. It's okay. I know, but still, that's string bean. Were you the whole wrestling class of Ansley, Nebraska? Were you the whole wrestling team? No. No. Of the had, team kids you went to high school with? We had a full team. All right, so here's a question. What was the bigger sport, wrestling or football, since it is Nebraska? Oh, uh, football, by far. Okay. Football's always – So where's, like, sport. the line for wrestling? I mean, that, that it becomes a big deal. 
lined by like states. Iowa, it's huge. Oklahoma, those are like Oklahoma State's like your top, right. like of all time. Iowa's up there. Um, yeah. The Big Ten in general is pretty big. Yeah, I was gonna on, say it was pretty big at Indiana when I was at Indiana. Yeah. I think Penn yeah. State. Penn, Penn State's, State's got a good team. Really right good. Now. Nebraska's is really good. Went to high school with at least one guy that went and was a college wrestler as well. Iowa won the national championship last year. So, what are you, what are you grinning about over there? <laughs> Started to say, you know, when I grew up, we were talking about wrestling. We were talking about that's wrestling. Wrestling. About <laughs> doing that again. <laughs> the calls you'll get associated with yeah. that would just be stellar. No, they're awesome, but we need to have some decorum, right? Do we? You hijacked my intro after I told you to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that's what you meant. I forgot I about that. <laughs> Got to be specific. Obviously, budget development then becomes an important topic. How do y'all implement that? Let's talk about this time of the year because I know that at our big meeting at MAIC, and I'll, I'll put in a little plug there, you really sit down with those of us that are row crop specialists, hand around those budgets, and we work with those of y'all in the economics department to really – pull out things that may be old and and move those around for the next season we get together with the all you our row crop specialists our entomologists or plant pathologists agronomists we use their recommend and, and weed science, and weed and science. Weed sorry, science. sorry. Thank you. Uh, first time ever you've <laughs> yeah. been left out <laughs> and everybody could see how jason felt about that yeah. little, so little low, injured man. little so injured <laughs> agronomist doesn't cover that <laughs> that's right <laughs> Aren't you all agronomists? Yeah, yeah we're true. all economists. Technically, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> we guys, we use your guys' recommendations, and we we put together some cost estimates of sort of the common practices within Mississippi, sort of what the next year is going to be. And then Evan Gregory um, over on on campus, he goes out and he collects a lot of data um, from businesses across the state on what the the prices of these different costs are going to be. And so then we, we sort of put this together into our enterprise budgets to give producers an, an, an idea of what uh, these costs are going to be for the next year. So it's, right. just a, it's just an overview of here's some common production practices, uh, here's what the costs are, and sort of what is going to be like your, your break-even uh, kind of prices given them what your yield is going to be so and i think that's one of the most strongest things about our budgets is how we have y'all give us the input into what these production practices are in the state as brian mentioned to start i mean we have a lot of different budgets for just by production practice and i think that provides some i don't know credence to our budgets that we're actually sitting down and trying to what are farmers actually doing and so what do they actually need to no, and it gives us the ability to kind of break out even even further how much you're spending on tractors and that such by the different practices that y'all recommend. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't always done it. I mean, I remember reviewing them later in the fall, basically after it was done, and we'd review it. I mean, we had plenty of opportunity for that, but sitting down as a group and saying, all right, here's four of us going through the soybean budgets at one time, and we're all sitting there comparing notes. We haven't always done like that. So I don't know, Tom, six, eight years maybe? I I think that'd be right. I'd I'd even say five, six years. Maybe as far back to eight. I know Larry Faulkner was always there, but I don't know whose idea it was to get us all together and do that. 
So I will say, you know, me and Brian, this is something we inherited because I think we've been doing these budgets like this for 30 plus years, yeah. potentially. They've, they've been putting these out yeah. for, very, for, for a long time. For a long time. So yeah. we're just the next group to keep them going. And what I'll say from our perspective, the practices that are in there, if you look at the list of, say, irrigated, Roundup ready soybeans in the Delta, versus I forget how the designations are Delta Hills Delta non Delta, Delta. Delta yep. okay Delta and non Delta it's a pretty good production guide too mm-hmm. and what I recall when we first started doing it as a group we kind of shoot the moon and in my case with the herbicides you shouldn't have to spend as much on herbicides as is in that budget you should come in somewhere south of there. So it's worst case scenario is what I have in mind when I inject those treatments into the budget. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a kitchen kitchen sink kind of thing where you throw yeah. everything in there and then um, producers can go in and, and sort of edit those and do what they actually, the practices they're actually doing. And I think too, over the last five years, 2017 forward for sure, since we've had the new technologies that have been marketed in the row crops, there's a lot of choices in there now because in the case of soybeans, we have extend beans, extend flex beans now, which those are, I doubt those are in there uh, yet for, the, for this past year's budget, but they certainly will be for next year's budget. And it's just in cotton's the same way, just a lot of different choices and then with y'all's designations between Delta, non-Delta, and irrigated, non-irrigated. I mean, there's just a lot of, of things to choose from that you can get honed in pretty good into you know, getting close to what your production is wherever you fall in, inside the state. Well, and there's even really specific row spacings within any of those soybean budgets based on 38s, 30s, and mm-hmm. any of the other drill row spacings. The list of herbicide prices, I use it. If I ever show any kind of economics, that's what I go to because I can defend it. You know, this mm-hmm. is from the, the Mississippi State Enterprise budget or whatever the official name of it is uh, for the commodity that I'm talking about. Because yeah. the prices, you were talking about that before we started recording. You know, I can't call and get an accurate price uh, because. I'd have to call all the different retailers and all the different locations of all the different retailers and do some kind of average, and I can just go look up y'all's number and, and give me a good ballpark idea. Yeah, and that appendix in those budgets with all those list of prices is probably one of the best things about them. You yeah. know, we have, you can go figure out different equipment, different implements, cost per acre, and that's something a lot of budgets don't have at all. You factor depreciation in on those too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. that's, that's something I always struggle to wrap my head around. I kind of glaze over when that conversation starts because yeah. I can't fathom some of that. What are the best ways that the, are the best uses for the budget? The best um, uses for them is giving producers an idea of, of what costs are going to be for the next year. So then they can look and say, okay, here's how much – this production is going to cost me the next year. And then they can start uh, producing like a a marketing plan for saying, okay, I need to get this price in order to break even. Um, And so it just gives them an idea like where, where they're at. I think it's, it's an easy way to sort of organize all your costs in in one spot. 
it's a good starting point for any producer as they get ready to start planning yeah. for the next crop year. Because, you know, they're not going to be exactly what our budgets say, but they can pull that out, mark out what they don't do, change some prices around. And it gives them a good starting point and template to use just to be able to get their cost in line. So template is what I was thinking yeah. of. You know, yeah. you got this yeah. list of stuff, and I don't have to worry about if I left out one thing and you know, one specific thing because it's a pretty exhaustive list that's included in those different categories. So what about for like production loans? How are they used when a farmer starts working on getting a production yeah. loan for that the next year's crop? I think they're a really good tool for that because you know, I know a lot of the loans and places in the state, they trust our budget. So if you take that budget into your bank and show them kind of, you know, here's what Mississippi State's saying, here's kind of what my plan is, it's a really good additional tool to have as you're trying to get that production loan because the bank wants to know how much is it going to cost you and are you going to make any money to pay them back do bankers do that on their own before they see that budget do they have a general idea so they're using the budget that that we bring in and they're basing all of their decisions on that budget or they have somebody in their department that gives them a background on that i'm sure the bankers in the state look at our budgets and you know they, they understand we get calls a lot about the budgets and stuff from them now is that what they're basing their decisions on i wouldn't say so I f they have their own internal departments i'm sure and stuff to get an idea it's just one tool they probably use as well because you know every farm's different and our yeah. budgets are just one large overview of what we're trying to call a representative farm so you know every farmer's going to be completely different different than what we have cost-wise yeah. Yeah, because our, our budgets make a lot of assumptions on the tractor size, implement, um, labor. So it's all making assumptions on that. So everybody's going to be a little bit different on, on what they're applying, what their labor costs are, and all that. Do y'all have any idea what the circulation of your different budgets are? I mean, obviously, the soybean one probably hits more desktops than the grain sorghum one but and then you got print copies and online copies i guess we could go figure out how many times it's been downloaded but we've never actually done that i've heard like people from louisiana arkansas tennessee i know there was a uh, kansas state was using part of our budgets for some stuff as well um so i think it's from a reach standpoint it gets out there and that was my point brian yeah. i think or i have a feeling that it's one of the highlight publications that Mississippi State Extension does. I think variety trials, the variety of variety trial reports. We have the small plot variety trials, and then we have some, you know, the on-farm variety trials that guys like Trent and Eric and uh, Brian do. And then the control guides, the pest management guides, and then this. I think uh, among mm -hmm. those for row crop guys, those are some of the highlight publications that that extension does uh, through the course of the year. So I was just curious yeah. if y'all had any idea how many. And I don't either. You know, we control guide. I don't. I know how many I print and and give away, but I don't know how many get contacted otherwise well and you have yeah. it in multiple formats and that's just mm -hmm. thinking from delta ag expo there are years when if somebody hasn't made it from campus on that first day inevitably there is a 
certain number of people that have come by and asked, are the budgets here yet? Yep. And then you have budgets both available as either a hard copy or now you have the one that's on the flash drive, yeah. which my assumption mm-hmm. would be it's just a PDF version yep. of, of what's the hard copy because there are still a lot of people that like the hard copy of things. Yeah, and yeah. we also have Excel versions as well. That, are oh, that, was my, that was my next comment, Brian. Yep. You have it in other... F- well, I guess that's a budget generator, so you can do a little bit of mixing and matching. Yeah, that's more of a... It's it's a simplified version of our printed ones, but it allows um, easy, like, like changes to be made. And so it's it doesn't have all the information that, like, our, our PDFs or printed ones do. Uh, but it's, it's still... It's, it's a nice tool for producers to use if, it, if that's what they prefer. Well, and you could work between those. You could use the PDF version to generate some mm-hmm. numbers in the Excel yeah. version of the budget to at least give you an idea for your specific farm. Right. Because as I look at the budgets, you don't have to do all of those things. There are certain things from my discipline of specific pest management that I prefer to really talk about, and those should differ across a farm and fields within a given farm based on historical practices. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of what you want to do is is adjust it to what you're doing, and that's the nice thing about those. Is those our printed ones are so detailed that you can pretty much find any information that you want in there, um, and get sort of a, a cost estimate for that. And it's it's really helpful for um, like research as well because they are so detailed. We're able to essentially put dollar numbers to to research that's going on here at Stoneville, and so that is a, an added bonus to them as well. How many folks in y'all's department are involved in generating them? You mentioned Evan collecting the prices and, of course, the two of y'all. So who else is involved in putting it together? That's pretty much the team on the row crop side mm-hmm. is me and Brian and Evan handle it. We did used to have Gail Gillis who ran the budget generator. She did it for 30-something years. She yeah. just recently retired, unfortunately, so she was a pretty big loss. So right now it's just me, Brian, and Evan. Okay. And Ev- yeah. Evan had great student workers that'll help him collect prices and stuff. And then we also do have like some forage budgets and vegetable budgets that we bring in other extension economists in those areas on. But row crop wise, it's me and Brian and Evan. Y'all mentioned when we started that you know, y'all just kind of inherited the thing. Just two guys in a long line of folks that have been working on this over the years. So crystal ball what's on the horizon what would you what would you like to do with it as it you kind of put your slant on it we're in uh talks to sort of get it put into a web-based format and we're and we're starting that this fall uh hopefully it'll be done by next may but we'll see um we're going to just try to put everything on on the web uh, make it more user-friendly so that producers are able to go in there easily input their different costs by field even and then save and be able to look at it the next year and see, okay, we did this last year here, the new cost. We'll see how it compares. Um, so hopefully hopefully we can get that done uh, here in the next year, and it just gives farmers a little bit more options and easier access than, than the current version does. A lot more detail as well. Will, what would you like to do in a perfect world? No, a lot of what <laughs> Brian's saying, I mean, they're great in their current for- format, but we do hope to get them up into a web-based format that are a little bit easier to work with, hopefully, a little bit more user-friendly that, you know, a producer can really go build his own budgets 
you know, we've talked about how they need to change it so they could take our budgets and change them how they like and have that option to just save them somewhere to have for the next year. So like when they sit down next year with their new set of budgets, they can pull it back and kind of see what worked last year and what, what didn't work and going forward just have that ability. Brian's leading up that project to get it up into a web format, and I think that's going to be really cool once we do. Still in early planning phases, so early, I'm yeah. sh- hopefully we'll <laughs> think of some other cool stuff to throw in with it, yeah. though, as we yeah. work through it. What about finding these budgets? Obviously, there's a magical place online to go look those up. They are all available on our Ag Econ website, so that's agecon.msstate.edu. Uh, it's under the budget tab. Uh, all that information um, from the current year. We also have previous year's budgets as well. So you can go back and look. Uh, how many years back? Probably 10, 12? I, I think it's 2008 around then. Yeah, I think so You can go back and look at old ones too, um, just see how things have changed. That is all available on our website. There's some other tools on there as well. Uh, we have a tool that will compare sort of your returns between two different budgets. So if you want to make a decision on whether I'm going to plant corn um, or soybeans, you can sort of compare them across budgets as well. So that's also available uh, on our website. Yeah. And that site right there is kind of our one-stop shop for most of our decision tools. Yep. Just to mention, that's also where you can find all our farm bill decision tools, so your ARC and PLC decisions. And also expected ARC PLC payment decision tools are all at that link as well. Google search catches it pretty quick. I mean, yeah, it you might can not Google be search. The, if you do like Mississippi State Ag Econ budget or you know something that's even remotely close, it catches it really mm-hmm. quick. You're not scrolling down through a long list of stuff. We'd certainly like to thank our guests, Will, Brian. That's really good information, I think, because I think it's really important for farmers to consider the data-driven nature of the economics behind what they're doing. That's something we were sitting in here earlier discussing, and I think that's, you know, we probably don't spend enough time talking about that at county meetings, and that's the unwritten thing that goes on behind the scenes, and then how much effort we put into that together as a group that you really rely on us, and that's, we, we really appreciate that, you know, thank you. And this is certainly a place we'd appreciate you coming back and discussing some more of these things. And with that, you know, we really appreciate our regular listeners. Keep up the support. The comments definitely really help. Uh, And I know that we'll continue to bring as up-to-date and current information as we can as the royal crop season progresses. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.